Welcome to Jarrell Reese Ministries, a podcast for inspiring and inspirational stories and messages. Today, I would like to talk to you guys about, and I have a devotional for you guys here that I think will be a inspiring and um, informational message for you guys. And I've t- and the title of it is "Nothing Is Too Hard for the Lord." Are you facing a seamlessly, seemingly impossible situation in your life? There is an apparent, apparently broken down in a relationship, a serious health issue, an almost impossible challenge in your job. Is there a habit or an addiction that you are finding hard to break? Whatever challenges you may face in this year ahead, nothing is too hard for the Lord. Abraham was a hundred years old. His wife Sarah was ninety. God promised them a son. They said it in effect that it is impossible. This is the content of the great question. Is anything too hard for the Lord? And that can be found in Genesis 18, verse 14. The answer is no. If Sarah could conceive when already very old and past the age of childbearing, then nothing is too hard for the Lord. In each of these great challenges we see in today's passages, we need to remember that nothing is too hard for the Lord. Proverbs 1, 8-19 This is where one of my points comes from. Resist the temptation. Jesus never tells us to withdraw from the world. The challenge is to be in the world, but not of the world. You are called to resist the temptations of the world around you. The book of Proverbs gives practical advice on how to achieve that balance. Don't let others entice you into sin. If bad companions tempt you, do not go along with them. If they say, come along with us, don't give in to them. As I've noticed how many people were led into crime by others saying to them, come along with us. Don't be enticed into sin by the fact that everybody else seems to be doing something. Evading tax or traveling fares, getting drunk or being promiscuous. Don't follow the crowd. Don't get set foot on their path. Something is not acceptable just because there others are doing it. I can justify my actions on the basis that it is the way in which the world works. In the end, if your feet rush into sin or you go after ill-gotten gain, it takes away your life. When you grab all you can get, that's what happens. 
the more you get, the less you are. The entitlement, enticement of the world is very strong. Yet nothing is too hard for the Lord. Lord, I pray that in the year ahead, you will give us the strength to resist all temptations of the world and not be enticed into sin. Evan, and the other point comes out of Matthew 6, verse 25, chapter 7, verse 23. Live the Jesus lifestyle. Jesus' words are the greatest words ever spoken. They are so challenging. For example, he says, do not do, oh, excuse me, do to others what you would have them do to you. The golden rule is beautifully simple, but seems almost impossible, hard to live out. Ask yourself what you want people to do for you. Then grab the strength and do it for them. The great challenge is putting Jesus' words into practice. His instructions are clear, but the standards seem impossibly high, yet nothing is too hard for the Lord. Stop worrying and start living. Jesus commands you not to worry about your life or material things. Think ahead, plan ahead, but don't worry ahead. Trust in your Heavenly Father to provide. He knows your every need. Faith is the atonement, the antidote to worry. You cannot add a single hour to your life by worrying. As Corey Ten Boom put it, worry does not empty tomorrow of sorrow, but empties today's strength. Live in today, live in the day tight compartment. Live one day at a time. Don't borrow trouble from tomorrow. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Make a decision today not to worry about tomorrow. Trust God to provide for you one day at a time. Sort out your priorities. Jesus tells you to change your ambition and priorities. Seek God for who he is and not for what he can do for you. Like us, God does not want his friends only to be interested in what they can get out of him. He wants you to seek his presence, not just his presence. Take on a new set of responsibilities that are both exciting and challenging. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be yours as well. Don't be judgmental. We are not to take pleasure in judging others, not to enjoy seeking out other people's failings or presuming their actions spring from bad motives. If we know that people had bad been through their sorrow and their suffering, 
we would not be so quick to judge. Jesus tells us to get our own lives sorted out first. We are to change ourselves before we are before we try to change other people. Rather than sowing harsh criticism and judgment, sow mercy and kindness and love. Persist in prayer. Don't be repetitious, but be persistent. Jesus makes wonderful promises and answers prayers. He promises good gifts as you pray. Choose to live a radical life. Stay on the narrow road that leads to life. On the narrow road there is no room for pride, dishonesty, anger, hatred of enemies, or unforgiveness. Humility is the order of the day. You have to give, pray, exercise self-control, and seek first the kingdom of God. It is a road of purity, integrity, honesty, and forgiveness. It is a road where you are required to do to others what you would have them do to you. You are to show good fruit by your character, lifestyle, teaching, actions, impact, and relationships. Lord, as we face the challenges of living the Jesus lifestyle this year and beyond. Thank you that nothing is impossible with following you. Fill us today with your Holy Spirit and help us to live the kind of life that deep down we long to live. Trust in the difficult times. And this is from Genesis 17, verse 1, chapter 18, 33. Trust the Lord in difficult times. The Lord appears to Abraham and sets before him a huge challenge. I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. Then he makes a wonderful promise. I will confirm my covenant between me and you and will greatly increase your numbers. No wonder Abraham fell face down. God makes a covenant with Abraham. He promises him the land of Canaan and also that that many descendants and nations will come from him. This promise is highlighted by God in the name change from Abram to Abraham, as Abraham means father of many nations. God also changes Sarah's name to Sarah, who was to be the mother of all nations. These signs of the covenant was very important. God did not just say once to Abraham that he would have a son. He confirmed it time and time again. You cannot expect God to speak to you about major matters in your life and confirm them many times over. 
Abraham's relationship with God is very intimate. God engages in conversations with Abraham. Abraham pleads with him about Ishmael. God's response is yes, but he says he is not only going to answer Abraham's prayers for Ishmael, he is also going to do more than Abraham could have ever asked or even imagined. The third time that God made this promise to Abraham, he sent the three visitors, three visitors. As we read this through the New Testament's eyes, we can see an image of the Trinity here. It is clear that there are three of them. And yet it seems they speak as one. Then the Lord said, Indeed, this is famously illustrated illustrated in a painting in fourteen ten, which reflects the communion of the three angels who visited Abraham and symbolizes the true unity of God. And the fellowship of love at the heart of the beginning, of God's being. God promises, I will truly return to you about the time next year. And Sarah, your wife, will have a son. Sarah laughs. She thinks after I am worn out and my Lord is old, will I now have this pleasure? It is encouraging that Sarah also had the unusual human weakness. The Lord says to Abraham, Why did Sarah laugh and say, Well, I really have a child now that I am old. Sarah was afraid. So she lied and, and said, I did not laugh. We are tempted sometimes to lie, to get ourselves out of trouble. With the expectation of Jesus, the Bible never present presents the great men and women of God as faultless. The Lord's response is to repeat His promise and ask the great question, Is anything too hard for the Lord? Lord, help us this year to continue to trust in you. Thank you that whatever the issues we may face in my life, nothing is too hard for you. Dear God, I thank you for this time that we have spent together. I pray that this devotional lesson helps each and every listener out there that is facing any temptation. I pray that you give them the strength to continue to be strong in the word. 
and in their faith to follow you and trust in you, Heavenly Father. I thank you, and we trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. And once again, ladies and gentlemen, I thank you for tuning in and listening to this. I ask and pray and hope that all is well with you and your families. And if you have any questions, concerns, please feel free to reach out to us. We will be gladly to hear from you and to answer any response or questions that you may have. And once again, have a good night or good morning. Amen.